So now I have taken over as the host. Fred gets a 10 minute. Now I was just ranting away. And so now we're going to meet the original um, health. T- we used to call him the health tubular doctor, but uh, the original. Di- what do you call yourself, the original? But no you were the first medical professional probably ever to be on the Colbert show, right? <laughs> the Colbert Report. Now no, he's changed as well. Uh, this is Jay Parkinson. Uh, these days at Sherpa Health. When you came out of medical school, you got, what was the very first thing? You remember involved in Hello Health, but you know how you had a brand name before that as well. Yeah, that. just Jay Parkinson MD, man. Jay Parkinson yeah, MD, that's right. Great. Really that great website. That, that was good. <laughs> and uh, now for what, what, four years now, you've been a Sherpa? You've been running yeah. California Sherpa? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I was just branding and raving about the big castles and how the walls have been taken down technology-wise. But in addition to that, there is a whole growth of healthcare service organizations, delivery organizations, with like real doctors and right. clinicians involved, who are thinking about new ways to provide care that people actually need rather than the way it was always done. Um, right. And they are using, in some cases, their own or other people's technology to do so, but you're right in that box. So tell us from the start what Sherpa's up to, what you're up to, Jay, and what sh- how Sherpa works and, how, sh- and how, sh- how Sherpa does what it does. And then we'll talk a bit about the growth of the company. Yeah, sure, thank you. Um, yeah, so basically what we do is we hire doctors and then we contract with companies. Um, uh, and then we market to their employees, hey, when you're thinking you need healthcare, reach out to our doctors first. We'll take a history. Um, we may or may not order tests. We'll get a diagnosis, we'll manage, We'll treat, uh, and we do this over time because it's asynchronous messaging. How we all communicate nowadays, like email. So, so uh, you now I'm, uh, and you have been actually very successful branching out to a lot of companies. So Starting your home base in New York, right? Yeah. But moving on from there, I mean, yeah. you started way back when with the freelancers union, but now you have a bunch of corporates, right? Absolutely. So, g- give me a sense of what kind of companies are are your customers. Sure. Um, well, it's interesting. For the last uh, four years, we've been really uh, focused on New York and California. So it's been a lot of, that was strategic. Uh, it was very, very sort of uh, forward thinking, uh, younger tech companies. Um, about four weeks ago, we just launched basically in all 50 states, which is very exciting. Fantastic. Um, and that has opened us up to larger and larger conversations with larger companies. So, so, so I'm going to give, give me a, give me a, Brand name of company is a customer. Okay, so deal. Meetup, Foursquare, Tumblr. Okay, you know, so so I'm yeah. so I'm a. Uh, I wish I'm a 29 year old woman working at Tumblr. Uh, now I guess what the Yahoo or whatever now and uh, yeah. or, or, or or Meetup, one of those companies. And you know, I need, I have a problem. I have a UTI. Whatever. What do I actually? What 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 do I actually do now? So you've somehow communicated with their HR department that yeah. uh, Sherpa's available. Yeah. What do they get? Do they have a site they go to? Do they yeah. have an email? What, what, what do I actually do now? If so I'm the first time you use it. Number one, it's all about usage, right? Yep. So if you're a company and 2% of a company uses your service, it's worthless. Yep. Um, so we've invested heavily in getting damn near everybody on the, on the uh, as employees registered in Sherpa. So it's an app. Yep. Uh, it's a, uh, we're just launching the Android now, but iOS has been around for about two years. Web, of course, has been around since day one. Um, and uh, you just go online, real simple. Uh, click, hey, I'm sick, tell us your story. And uh, it's typically a paragraph or two. And our doctors dive deeper, and then uh, we might send you to get tests, we might not. Uh, so, so, so let's be really So mm-hmm. I will send you a thing, I'm, you know, I've got to, I feel like a whatever, I've got a pain in my belly, whatever yeah, the hell yeah. it is, I send yeah. it in. 
I get a, I get a, such a message back saying, "Tell me a bit more." Do I? Does it so, go? Does it go synchronous at some point? Or do I does it stay synchronous? No, it's always asynchronous. Always asynchronous. Unless okay. it's urgent, we jump on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, it's uh, you tell us your story, and we've created about 250 history-taking protocols. Yep. So you know, if it's uh, UTI, basically, we just press play on the, those questions, and it fires off a series of questions to the patient. They answer the questions, and we've ruled out the bad stuff via those questions, and then ruled in the, the things that we think is going on. And then at the other end, you have a doctor. Is it all doctors or uh, mixed clinicians? Who's, who's answering, and how much is computers versus humans at your end answering the questions and right. the next day? Well, our whole system is all about like maximizing a doctor's time, right? Right. Um, so automating history, yep. 95% of the time, solves a big problem. Um, and also allows patients to talk on their time and terms uh, to us. And then, um, and then we've automated uh, treatment protocols. We have about 280 treatment protocols. Uh, so it's not only history taking, but treatment protocols. Everything in between is powered by the doctors. And are the doctors Sherpa employees? Are you contracting people with some of their spare time? How, 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 does, the, how does the model work from, from that for the provider end? They are full-time Sherpa doctors through our professional corporation. Fantastic. And where are they? Are they New there? York City. They're sitting in the... Okay. Absolutely. So that, that is an interesting question. You've been online talking about the, the some of the home visit models, which we can go back and forth about as to whether they... We know you used to do it. You said it wasn't sustainable. It's, what I'm saying, can you really drive someone to somewhere for 99 bucks? We'll see, but uh, some companies are paying for it. And for covering a couple of the companies in, in, in the Hill and others in, in California. But... but um, a lot of the other models, right? A lot of the the, the on the not on the models. A lot of those guys are some of them are being used by large provider groups to sort of be a telemedicine arm. But yeah. some of them are using spare time of the of sort of right. spare mm-hmm. spare time of doctors who have a real job, right? And doing it on the weekend or whatever. Right, right. And there are some doctors making a full time job of that. I, I was online with a, a an American well doctor who was in. Colorado were licensed in nine states, so they could take yeah. all from you know basically the whole of the Western U.S. Mm-hmm. G- give me a sense about how this difference between you being and, and, the, and I'll get asked these questions about some of your quality competitors in the middle. The sense about how important it is to be a professional organization that has technology services versus being a technology organization that hires professional services. Where do you think that's gonna do? You, do you get the difference? How, you, you're clearly one, not the other. How, do you, how is that going to play out for you? Um, primarily, we are a service. Uh, we have very exclusive technology that, that powers every detail of our service. Um, if we were to sell that, for example, um, most healthcare doesn't have any idea how to run a proper service. <laughs> so, in many ways, um, you can think of it as it's primarily a service design company. Um, I don't really strongly believe in much, you can't automate a ton of service processes uh, for the patient experience. Um, but basically, I don't know, I'm sort of, this is what I've been thinking about here at HEMS. I see a lot of technology that requires a complicated service to power that. So we basically just said, you got to have both right. together. Because if you don't, you're leaving it up to the, the people that don't have a great track record to deliver something positive. So, so let me ask you a bit about the, the next part, right? So you, you mentioned urgent we get you to see a doctor. Now, now I'm, I, I might get a test. Uh, let's say the answer is I need a script, a drug. You yeah. call a script and I get on the Walgreens or write it or whatever it is and pick it up. Yeah. Um, what about now I actually have, you know, I have a chronic condition or I have something that's not going away or I, I need 
a bit more of that yeah. care. Because you're seeing a lot of the sort of the uh, is it whether it be retail or telemedicine or telehealth or it's a yeah. acute urgent care, yeah. acute stuff, and then we are seeing these different models emerge. Oh, you know, Rashika Diora is one of the yeah. doctors who leads in this in figuring out how to deal with chronic care management. Yeah. Is, is that an area that you guys are getting into with those with those employees, or are you finding yeah. how, how, where do you send people when they when they need that kind of thing? So four years ago when we started, we were focused on very acute, simple things. Yep, and. We were really competing in the telehealth space back there because really whenever you don't have continuity, you can only do 20 or 30 diagnoses. Right. Whenever you have continuity, we're now up to about 500 acute and sometimes chronic issues. Um, so it's been this slow march toward solving more and more diagnoses. Um, about three months ago, we jumped into, hey, what would it look like if we started managing diabetes and asthma? Yep. So we're starting to do that in an asynchronous way, in a very, I think, smart way. Um, but, you know, it's unlocks so much when you can start communicating on the patient's time and terms. And also order tests, um, get those results back, act on them, you know, uh, routine tests. Um, I mean, it's just there's so much you can do whenever it's asynchronous. So on the, on the testing side, and then I'm going to ask you about some other services as well that you may or may not be developing. But, so uh, if, if I order a test... I get to go down to LabCorp or something, um, yeah. so like, or I get a, get a, so you're, you don't have that bit hosted. Do, are you, there are obviously um, uh, organizations who are starting to do more intensive coaching and group visits, sometimes in, in person, yeah. sometimes not in person. Yeah. Is that an area where, and using other types of professionals, like chiropractors and what else, sure. what else, sure. uh, acupuncture, is, is that an area where you are thinking of, of going? Are you going to have a sort of physical presence as well? And what other kinds of services do you think are being requested you know, in order to sort of complete the, the envelope for those, right. for those uh, patients? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I don't think we'll ever have brick and mortar. Yep. Um, I look at us as like Netflix rather than Blockbuster. I think there's a lot of great Blockbuster out there. Um, and that's who we're sort of collecting as partnerships. Right. Um, and I think they're forward-thinking people out in communities. And sort of we serve as that sort of glue. Uh, so that we can understand who they are, they can understand who we are, and we can refer back and you know to them. It makes a lot of sense. And on that point, I think so. This is a very interesting issue that I think most people go into that world yeah. with no help, right? Yeah. So you know, you have uh, and this shows up in things like rates of unnecessary back surgery and all these kinds of stuff, right? People go into the world of, of specialty care and, across, uh, and there's no really good. I wouldn't say primary care. It's, there's no really good guide for for them. Is that an area where, I know when you very first started, you were talking about doing that for your individual patients. Is that yeah. an area where you think you are already, or is that an area where you're going to be helping out in terms of, so now somebody needs surgery, yeah. they need yeah. cancer treatment, they need, right. they need something big, but you know, they could use some help navigating the system and navigating sure. the right doctors. Is that sure. an area? There are obviously other companies doing that, but it's an area where you think you're going to be playing as well? I think you'll hear some pretty exciting news from us. Uh, out of that uh, that space, especially around the concept of the center of excellence. Right. Uh, so if you can serve as a wonderful funnel to basically understand what a patient's condition is and then have resources available to you as doctors and care coordinators to say, you know what, it sounds like you have a potential need for back surgery. Uh, there is a center of excellence somewhere. Um, and we'll drive them to those uh, centers of excellence. So. I think it's a huge high-ticket issue, and um, it's going to save a lot of people money and time. Uh, I think it's a fascinating thing because I think people are getting completely lost in the system. Totally. And 
we know there is massive variation of care, both yeah. in quality and quantity of care, yeah. massive variation in cost, of course. And, you know, there are some people from different angles trying to cover this up, but in the end, yeah. what? 90% of patients, I think, want is someone to help them guide through that Clarity. system. Yeah, you know, and, 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 that's, and that's to me, it's like, that's such a great role if you could do that as a yeah. trusted continuous. Yeah. All right, in the last two minutes, tell me some of the, some, some of the facts. How many people in the company now? How much money you raised? Mm -hmm. Number of customers? Just give me some of the, 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 good, the, the financial sure. and the admin details. Sure. We're, a little, we're almost 30 employees. Yep. Um, over the last four years, we've raised $8 million because yep. we've had revenue from day one. Um, and you know, we're really navigating the, uh, the, the what's beneficial for us and what's beneficial for uh, the potential growth. And, of the and company, how many so. lives or how you count it? How many people run the? About 150 companies, and those range from anywhere from you know 20 people to a couple of 10,000. Okay, so you've got a decent number in the system. And uh, you'll give me the number of how many companies there'll be in uh, in five years. It sounds great. A, a lot, all right, okay. <laughs> Go. I mean, it's Matthew Holt. I've been talking with Jay Parkinson, the founder and the chief medical officer of Sherpa. Mm -hmm.